0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the OrthoBullets podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of developmental coccivera found under the pediatric section at orthobullets.com. Let's begin with a quick summary. Developmental coccivera is a rare condition that causes a decreased neck shaft angle that is associated with an ossification defect in the inferior femoral neck. Diagnosis can be confirmed with plain radiographs of the hip. Treatment can be non-operative or surgical corrective valgus derotation osteotomy depending on patient symptoms, the severity of varus deformity, and degree of angle progression. Now let's get into the episode. In terms of the incidence, remember that this occurs in about 1 in 25,000 live births in the U.S. Demographically, males and females are affected equally, and it presents between age of ambulation and 6 years of age. In terms of the anatomic location, Remember that it is bilateral in one in three cases. Risk factors include congenital defects, and the differential diagnosis includes trauma, oscify, and lead calf perthes. In terms of the pathophysiology, there is proximal femoral cartilaginous physis or ossification center defects which lead to decreased proximal femoral neck shaft angle and a vertical position of the proximal femoral physis in varus. In terms of the pathomechanics, the coccivera and vertical physis increases physeal shearing forces and inferior medial neck compressive forces. In terms of the genetics, there is no clear inheritance pattern. And conditions that are associated include femoral neck stress fractures, decreased limb length, and early hip osteoarthritis. In terms of the etiologies of coxavvera, it may be developmental, congenital, such as in the case of congenital short femur, acquired, such as in the case of a skiffy, dysplastic such as in the case of osteogenesis imperfecta, or due to cretinism. Moving on to the presentation. The patient's history should include any history of previous hip trauma or infection, associated skeletal abnormalities, prenatal and developmental history, and family history of similar deformities. In terms of the symptoms, remember that this is usually painless, but there may be a gait abnormality, such as waddling or a limp. This is caused by abductor weakness from tension abnormalities. On exam, one may note a leg length discrepancy, a high riding greater trochanter, limb shortening, and excessive lumbar lordosis. On motion, one may note that there is restricted hip range of motion in all planes that is usually non-tender. In terms of imaging, recommended radiographs include an AP of the hip with the limb internally rotated and a lateral hip. Specific findings can include a varus neck shaft angle that is less than 120 degrees, a short femoral neck and a vertical physis. An increased Hilgenreiner's epiphyseal angle, which is normally less than 25 degrees. This is determined on an AP as the angle between the Hilgenreiner's line and a line through the proximal femoral physis. There may also be a triangular metaphyseal fragment in the inferior femoral neck, which looks like an inverted Y radiolucency, and one may also note decreased femoral antiversion. A CT is indicated for surgical planning to delineate proximal femur defects and to orient the deformity. One should consider all views, which includes a 3D reconstruction, and specific findings may include a deformity configuration, the bone stock, and physial widening. In terms of treatment, non-operative options include observation alone. This is indicated for a Hilgenreiner epiphyseal angle, which is less than 45 degrees, as this is unlikely to progress. It is also indicated if the angle is between 45 and 60 degrees as it may progress, so it will require close follow-up if the patient is non-symptomatic. Operative options include corrective valgus derotation osteotomy, or a VDRO. This is indicated for a Hilgenreiner's physeal angle greater than 60 degrees, a Hilgenreiner's physeal angle between 45 and 60 degrees if symptomatic, such as limp and progression of varus, and a progressive decrease in the neck shaft angle less than 110 degrees. Aftercare should include a hip spica or an abduction pillow for 4 to 6 weeks, depending on fixation and healing. Now let's discuss the technique for the corrective valgus derotation osteotomy in more detail. The goals are to overcorrect the neck shaft angle, and the literature suggests to also reduce the Hogan Reiner's physial angle to less than 38 degrees. One should also aim to correct the leg length discrepancy, correct hip antiversion or retroversion, and re-establish the abductor muscle tension. The approach is typically through a hip direct lateral approach. In terms of a valgus trochanteric osteotomy, which may be fixed with a blade plate, The patient should be supine with a bump. One should use a direct lateral approach. One should perform an adductor tenotomy and a valgus osteotomy as templated. One should overcorrect to place the physis in a horizontal position to decrease shear stress. One should perform a derotation to antivert the neck, and the patient should be placed in a hip cast postoperatively for six weeks. A greater trochanter epiphysiodesis is used to prevent greater trochanter overgrowth in vascular coccivera. It is performed through a lateral approach. Fluoroscopy is used to determine the position of the physis, and one can curette or drill the physis. A greater trochanter transfer is performed through a lateral approach. One should free the greater trochanter fragment from the soft tissues. It should be transferred distal and lateral. One can freshen the lateral femoral recipient bed cortex with an osteotomy, and one should place the greater trochanter fragment so that the tip is at the level of the femoral head. And lastly, Complications related to developmental coccivera include loss of correction, premature closure of the proximal femoral physis, overgrowth of the proximal femur, and dysplasia of the acetabulum. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to developmental coccivera, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following: Which of the following radiographic features is characteristic of developmental coxivera? And the answer choices are. Choice one, increased femoral antiversion. Choice two, increased femoral epiphyseal diaphyseal angle of Southwick. Choice three, increased Hilgenreiner epiphyseal angle. Choice four, short femoral neck with a horizontal physis. Or choice five, Y-shaped ossification defect with associated triangular metaphyseal fragment of the superior femoral neck. The best answer to this question is, Choice 3. Increased Hilgenreiner epiphyseal angle. Developmental coccivera, or DCV, is associated with an increased Hilgenreiner's epiphyseal angle. DCV is characterized by a decreased neck shaft angle, typically less than 120 degrees, and is thought to be due to an ossification defect of the inferior femoral neck. This results in a morphologically short femoral neck with a relatively vertical physis and decreased femoral antiversion. The Hilgenreiner's epiphyseal angle is used to grade the severity and likelihood of progression of the deformity as well as to assess the adequacy of deformity correction following osteotomy. Valgus correction is recommended. The publication by Carroll et al. evaluated the surgical outcomes following valgus osteotomies for pediatric coccivera. The authors found that overall recurrence rate was approximately 50%. However, 95% 95% of patients with correction of the Hilgenreiner's epiphyseal angle to less than 38 degrees had no recurrence. They noted that head shaft angle was not a reliable indicator of correction. The publication by Cordes et al. reviewed the long-term results of correction of vara using a Powell's Y-shaped osteotomy. The authors noted that in all cases the physis was vertical and there was abnormal ossification of the inferior aspect of the femoral neck. They found that osteotomy was successful at correction and and that recurrence of the deformity was minimized so long as the Hilgenreiner's epiphyseal angle was less than 40 degrees. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Femoral antiversion is typically decreased. Choice 2. An increased femoral epiphyseal diaphyseal angle of Southwick is characteristic of a slipped capital femoral epiphysis. This is measured on a frog-like lateral view. The head shaft angle, measured between the axis of the femoral shaft and a line perpendicular to the base of the capital epiphysis on the AP view, may be used to evaluate the degree of coccivera, but has not been shown to correlate with progression or recurrence. Choice 4. The femoral neck is short, but the physis is more vertical. Choice 5. An inverted Y-shaped ossification defect is present and associated with the triangular metaphyseal fragment of the inferior femoral neck. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A radiograph of a four-year-old child who has a waddling gait demonstrates bilateral developmental coxavera with a Hilgenreiner epiphyseal angle of greater than 60 degrees bilaterally. Treatment should consist of which of the following? And the answer choices are, choice 1, observation. Choice 2, nighttime abduction bracing. Choice 3, bilateral proximal femoral valgus osteotomies. Choice 4, bilateral proximal femoral varus osteotomies, or choice 5, bilateral osteosynthesis of the medial metaphyseal fragments. The best answer to this question is choice 3, bilateral proximal femoral valgus osteotomies. The history and radiograph are consistent with developmental coccivera. This condition is believed to represent a primary defect in the growth and development of the proximal femur and is bilateral 30-50% to of the time. Treatment is based on the Hilgenreiner's epiphyseal angle, which is the angle formed by the intersection of Hilgenreiner's line and a line drawn along the proximal femoral physis. Patients with angles of less than 45 degrees can be observed. Angles of greater than 60 degrees, as seen in this radiograph, require surgical correction, Therefore, bilateral proximal femoral valgus osteotomies is the treatment of choice for this patient. Patients with valgus between 45 and 60 degrees should be followed for progression or surgically corrected if the neck shaft angle is less than 100 degrees. That's all for this review about developmental coccivera. We hope that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session from OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on orthobullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the OrthoBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the OrthoBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the Ortho Bullets podcast.